right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self Achievement Network. My name is Dominic, and I am here with our next person behind the passion. This is Anamika Duda. Is that correct, Duda? Data. Data. Yes. I totally am destroying the Indian language and the names. <laughs> Hello, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I am here on the deep west side of Chicago, and you're where? You're in Mumbai, India. Mumbai, India. And it's such an amazing, clear picture. I, I'm just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> thank you. Yes. So, first of all, thank you for accepting the nomination from the amazing uh, Angela, Angela B. Sprague. <laughs> yes, she is, she is such a, she's a blessed soul. Thank you so much, Angela, for nominating me. Right. So how does it feel to be nominated as person behind the passion? Oh, it's an honor. I mean, I think I really didn't expect it at all. I think she was so sweet. Um, yeah, it feels great. Feels like an honor. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just start to say, tell everyone who's watching right now. I know that you probably have your friends watch and your family. Um, some of them probably won't be on here right now. You got to invite your friends to the group. We just went from a public group to a private group. So there's lots of reasons for that I won't get into. But um, the short story is that the, the whole person behind the passion thing um, came up because I created the Self-Achievement Network after an accident, right? Adversity. And so then I'm sitting here in front of my computer. And like I had said a little while ago, I'm like looking into this camera going, there's no people out there. I need an audience. I need energy. I need human connection. And uh, so I started interviewing people and I came up with this idea about, you know, wow, people have are amazing and they have like things that they love to do in their life and why not let them tell their story? So I know that that's going on a lot right now on the internet with uh, the social media, people get to tell their story. So that's what Anamika is going to do is tell her story about how she became passionate about, if you're watching on a PC, you can see, whoops, on the bottom of the scrolling thing, she's passionate about poetry. Yeah, I mean, like roses are red, violets are blue, and that's all I know what to do. <laughs> well, violets are not blue, they're purple. <laughs> <laughs> roses are red. Okay, see, here you go. Now you know who you're dealing with. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a great honor and a privilege. And thank you, Angela, for your generous nomination. So, so and Amika, you, you're, in, um, you're in Mumbai, India. You, you grew up there, yeah? No, I grew up in the eastern part of India, in West Bengal. That's a different state. I just live here. I've been living here for the past uh, five years now, uh -huh. but I'm not from here. Okay, so you're you're a foreigner. <laughs> for Mumbai, yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of. And I travel a lot, so. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. So, um, it's, why don't you start like at the beginning? I mean, let's let's talk about the poetry first. I mean that. That seems to be the, I mean, like that's your number one passion right now. How did you become interested in that? And give us a little back, background about who you are. How'd you end up in Mumbai? Tell us the overall story. Oh, well, that, that's a long story. But it's funny that we were just talking about it. 
uh, you know, how I started writing poetry and everything. It, it started in my childhood, actually. I had a very dark and kind of not very happy childhood. I was homeschooled for the initial 12 years of my life. So my dad would actually make me just read books and not, I never went out to play with other kids. I didn't have friends. I grew up as an introvert. So for me, my only escape uh, were books. And I would read a lot. I would write a lot. And I started writing poetry when I was, uh, I think I started when I was 12 or 13 or so. And uh, that kind of was with me. It was uh, a way to kind of release my emotions and my thoughts to just pen down whatever I was feeling inside. And some of these points, the ones that I have on my podcast are not that dark, but some of the poems on my blog are quite dark. And you be like, oh, yeah, that's depressed and kind of like, uh, yeah, I do have depression and anxiety as well, because obviously my past, my childhood contributed a lot to that. Um, so that happened. And then the Mumbai story is I was in Hyderabad, which is another kind of like a big city in India. Um, I was working there. I had a really bad experience and I felt like I needed to start over with everything with my life. I wanted to move to a different city and start over. So I kind of moved to Mumbai and I've been here since then. I think I moved in 2012. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 12. 12. Okay. 12. Yeah. That's eight, nine years ago. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, 2012, I moved to Hyderabad. I think Mumbai 2015, I should think. Yeah, 2015. Okay. 15. Well, you're what? You're what, 18 or 19 right now? <laughs> No, I'm 27 years old. It's, it's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> thank you, though. I have a daughter that's 28, my youngest one. <laughs> oh, well, late 20s. It's all the fun. The fun is gone. And after 25, you're just kind of like, are you even celebrating your birthday or you're just celebrating me all the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you're this is uh this is your little dynamite package over here okay um so all right so so you started writing because you grew up with books and things like that and so now you have your poetry um or you're you're on instagram you i mean tell me tell me a little about that what are you doing with your, your poetry just putting out there putting it out there into the world I actually, this lockdown situation, the whole COVID situation brought it out of me. I think it was so painful. I had a really bad relationship. Uh, it didn't end well. I was in a relationship with a narcissist. And in 2019, we were, I was struggling a lot mentally um, and emotionally. I was just not doing well. I also had a very bad uh, eating disorder. So I was kind of recovering. So this whole COVID situation, the lockdown situation, spending a lot of time with myself kind of made me reflect on my life and I decided to kind of write more about that so I restarted my blog I already had a blog but I was not you know I was not very active I was not writing anything but I had so much time so I started writing and I started putting my poems and everything so my friends were like you know what you should perform you should do something about your poems really? and I decided to kind of start a podcast and do spoken word and I started this podcast it's now available like everywhere, like on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like 25 different platforms. Wow. And, Very yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it has been four months, I think, a little over four months with the podcast. It's doing really well. And I think, uh, yeah, I've got a very niche 
kind of uh, the spoken word poetry thing and it's got its own audience. So my passion at the moment is to kind of heal through poetry because I write a lot about tough times, even the things that I've dealt with, eating disorder, I've written a poem about that with two remarkable women, Jane and Angela. That's my latest episode on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I I did a poem about the uh, narcissistic abuse. It's called Dear John. That is quite, that kind of blew up. A lot of people loved it. Um, I, I still get texts like from all over the world, women who go through you know so much and they just don't talk about it. And I think it's very important to kind of show your vulnerability to the world because when you tell your story, you're basically just inspiring others to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And some people would just never share unless they kind of felt like there are people, you know, out there who are experiencing the same things because most people just think this is just me, this is just happening with me, but it's never just you. Mm -hmm. There's so many people out there going through the same thing. So right. that's, that's the goal right now. Mm -hmm. to, that's wonderful. Uh, like 30 years ago, I had um, one of my mentors would say to me, he said, the best thing you can do for yourself, Amic, is to be true to who you are, to tell the truth about who you are. It's like in the modern world, it's not okay to be vulnerable, but when you're vulnerable, it's like you begin to live. And I was just like, wow, what the heck does that mean? So, I mean, I spent a lot of time, you know, sharing who I am through my journey. And this is, I mean, this is amazing that you're doing this now. And it's such a, such a you know, young age, really. I mean, that you're, you're, you've taken the, the steps necessary. You have this podcast and you're doing it. So how does it feel to be, to be doing that? I mean, in terms of like the way you feel about yourself now and going through that rough time, you know? Yeah. When I started, I was not expecting anything at all out of it. I was just doing it kind of for myself. You know, it was just a way for me to release my emotions. But when I, when, what I think Dear John was kind of like the breakthrough moment for my podcast, because that, that touched a lot of parts. A lot of uh, people texted. So that's when I kind of realized, okay, this is not just about me anymore. Because it's not just about my life and what I've been through. It's about everyone's journey. So I started writing, I, I started focusing more on, what I can do for others, not just like telling my own stories, but kind of inspiring them to tell theirs and, and uh, you know, focus on ideas or content that can be, you know, that are um, uh, people go through and experiences that people go through and they just don't talk about, which is how I came up with this eating disorder thing, because I was never very, I was not open about it. Um, I never talked about my eating disorder openly to anyone. My parents, they don't even know. So this is something that comes from a really dark place. But I know that so, because I personally know so many women uh, who are going through this or who have been through this. So I think that's when I realized that I have to serve a bigger purpose and not just tell my own stories, but to inspire someone to kind of, you know, tell theirs as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to like, okay, so you, you were born, you said on the, I can't remember, east or west side? Eastern, Eastern. Uh, okay, Eastern. right. So talk about your childhood for a little bit. So what was that like for you and what are some of the, the memories that you have? Oh, uh, 
not not very not great memories so my both my parents they work and my mom was my mom's actually a social worker and she's always busy she's always busy helping people and she's she's a kind of person like a lot of people just look up to her so i always grew up kind of seeing her as my idol but she was never home so she was kind of like my idol who was never there for me to be i mean i don't want to i don't she's great she's a great mother but she was just not really available same with my father that kind um, of seems to be the norm more than it is that because a lot of people what do they call them latchkey kids mom uh, and dad are gone and the kids go to school and come home and let themselves in yeah well for me it was worse because i didn't even go to school so my parents oh. are actually separated yeah and uh, my dad would just kind of visit us on weekends, visit me and give me like a bunch of homework. Um, and my dad is the kind of person who is kind of like a prodigy. He's like a genius. He was very smart. And uh, he expected a lot out of me. I was just not the genius kid that he always wanted. I was kind of, I was an average and I was more into art and I was more into, you know, stories and storytelling, poetry and all of that. But he was more into science and math, which I didn't like that much. So I had a hard time. I mean, he was not a, not, I mean, he was, he was tricky with me. He was, he was a little, um, he would say a lot of things that are still kind of stuck with me. Like, you were so stupid, you can't be my daughter. Things like that, you know. Like, how, how do you not get this? I, I can't understand. So, yeah, so those things were very, very painful. So my childhood initial 12 years were, like, very, very difficult because I didn't even go to school. So I started going to school, I think, when I was 13 or 14 years old. And I was bullied a lot because I was obviously an introvert and I didn't connect with anyone. And I was just very different. I mean, even now you look at me and if, if you listen to me and if you see me, you're just like, you're, you're very different. And that was the vibe that was just always there because obviously I grew up in such a weird, you know, environment that was just not healthy in any way. So mm -hmm. I was bullied a lot in school. <laughs> Once again, poetry was my savior. I used to write poetry back then as well. Then I went to college and I was bullied there <laughs> as well. Because, and that was for writing poetry, actually, because I would be like that, you know, introvert kid would just look at the clouds and write something and like, oh, she's so weird. You know, you know, those that things. So that happened you a lot. But you, were, you were thoughtful. You were, you know, yeah, thinking, thinking and writing and everybody was just like, why don't you play with us? Yeah, why don't you talk to us? She's so she's so into herself. She's like, you know, so, so people were not very nice to me. But my university days, uh, I did my master's in communication journalism, and I did from the University of Mumbai. Those were the best days of my life because that's when I found my crowd. I found friends. The professors are so so nice, and I'm still in touch with them. They are like my people, they're so sweet and loving and caring and supportive. And I, I, I just can't thank them enough for what they've done for me. Um, they kind what? of lifted me from a really dark place. So my university days, they're good. <laughs> they're good. So broadcast journalism, that's kind of like uh, like this, right? Like being on camera and talking yeah. about the, I don't know, whatever, their news or whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of different things, right? yeah 
so did you actually have you done that yet are you aspiring to that no uh, my master's it's done i'm currently uh doing my phd uh and <laughs> in, this, in the same field it's so stressful i don't know oh my god this is this is the most stressful thing ever i think um phd is such a long journey people people understand i think that how uh, it's, it's very difficult to uh, get your you know phd <laughs> but it's my first year actually and i'm struggling let's be honest yeah. um, but it's fun at the same time you get to learn you know, you so get much. Through it. you're gonna get through it because it's just it's just time goes by and you know you do this little thing and then you do that little thing and that builds on that and you know i mean my, my daughter just recently got her PhD and she would call me on the phone. I, Dad, I, don't, I can't study anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> it's like giving birth actually. You know, your feces, it's like, it's such a baby. It's such a big, it takes five years at least, three to five years, it depends. But it's like, it's like your baby. You work so hard. Yeah. And when it finally happens, that's an achievement. That's mm. huge. Well, so congratulations to her. You're gonna do it. It's gonna be fabulous, Hopefully. and it already is. I mean, if you've got your masters now and you're, you know, you're you're doing what you're doing, that's, uh, I mean, that's already huge accomplishments. So congratulations for all that. And the world needs lots of poetry. I mean, for people to explore, it doesn't matter if it's dark or gray or bright white or whatever it may be. People need, they they. I mean, people people love poetry because it's very, it, it's like mind expanding and everything so so thank you for doing that it's wonderful yeah and, and i think for poetry most people when i say poetry they're just kind of like <clears throat> shall i compare the to a summer's day or something like what are you talking about shakespeare or Ardal or something like that you go to medieval era or you go to victorian era or you go to the romantics it's not like that poetry is not just um all of that you know ancient english language it's more mm. about your experiences and it's more about life and so simple my poetry is so simple so if you some people have like a really wrong notion about poetry and they think the poetry is all so complicated and just like, like words that they don't understand but poetry is so simple so okay so do you have an example right there close by i mean i did we didn't talk about you actually reading something but do you have something that you would want to or you want to wait till next time i i think i was not prepared actually the thing is i can but um yeah but i, I my poetry is more like with background music and it's like making you feel something so maybe next time i'll be more prepared we'll we'll, we'll prepare like a little thing deal a little thing deal. for our audience i would love that yeah i would absolutely love that that would be great yeah. i think that the that the members here would absolutely love that too so yeah let's plan for that okay so now you're you're living in mumbai and you're you're mm -hmm. um you're living by yourself yeah yeah i live by myself i've been living by myself for five years okay so. so what do you i mean do you like eat ramen noodles and you know pasta out of the jar or you like to cook no, I don't like to cook at all. I hate cooking. Like, I would usually, <laughs> I would usually just order food. But uh, yeah, cooking is not something like. <laughs> not my thing. Well, when you get hungry enough, you'll you'll begin to cook. I'm sure. I'm sure you do a little bit. You can. Cook no, more than that. Uh, actually, it's, I'm so sorry. I interrupted you. 
No, yeah, I said you're saying something. You can cook things, right? You can probably cook water. That's that's easy, right? <laughs> Do you have to cook water? I thought you could just drink it like that. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know you had to cook it. <laughs> now the thing is, more than more than that, I am doing this kind of like a zero waste challenge. So I'm trying to cook more now because um, I would order food and. The, the food obviously comes in like a packaging. So most of the times it's just plastic and right. that's creating the waste that we obviously do not need. So I'm kind of putting myself through this uh, challenge and like, I'm going to do this challenge where um, I'm going to produce zero waste basically. So I'm trying to cook more now and uh, yeah, it's better. It's good for my health. So <laughs> yeah. And good for earth. So yeah. That's good. It's so good. you're one of those, people that have this connected to this. Yeah. <laughs> We're part of the same family. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So tell us about the podcast. That's cool. Once yeah, so the podcast. When you bring people on or you just you do it yourself, music and all that stuff is like a theat theat theatrical whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, the the way I kind of market it is to is for bedtime listeners. It's very calm and soothing. Has got a very very calming vibe to it. So I I have anxiety, and the reason I do poetry is obviously to kind of feel better. So this is for people who are often anxious, and uh, the vibe is so soothing. So if you're feeling anxious, you can just listen to it. If you have trouble, some some people have like trouble sleeping. Sleeping. So if you're if you can't sleep and uh, you need something relaxing, then uh, you should listen to my podcast. But um, uh, I, yeah, I do have guests, but we it's all pre-recorded. It's not like live or anything. Um, so guests just would send their parts or whatever uh, they have recorded. And I kind of edit it with music and everything. I edit it with my part. And then it's like a whole episode. And uh, you have to listen to it to kind of get like a sense of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know I remember posting your Instagram account, your the link there, but I don't think I got the uh the the podcast. Maybe I did, I didn't post it yet, but make sure that you post it um so it's the right one um in this, you know, in this thread so people can go and look look mm -hmm. at it or listen to it rather. But then and then after we get done here, we can um, schedule a time. I'll send you another link where we can go live and you can do a little poetry thing. Yeah. Right? That would yeah. be really fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. So your 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 spare time, your me time, your what do you do when you're not doing all that? Like you're like, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm not doing any more. What do you what do you do? Do you go hang out in the city? Do you what do you do? Yeah, that that actually doesn't happen a lot. But if I have like some days off or something, usually I take days off. I don't I don't if I'm taking some time off, it it has to be like three four days i don't do it like one day and then i'm like i'm not doing anything now i'm always active i'm trying to be creative all the time i have a lot of research work i have the podcast work then um, i try to learn something take online classes do something else i'm always trying to be creative so that doesn't happen a lot for me but if i have like i take breaks um say once in every two months or three months, I take like long breaks, uh, seven days, eight days, or 10 days, and then I just travel. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, wherever, just pack 
plans or whatever I can I can travel. So I'm taking I'm taking that long break in November this year because of the COVID situation. I haven't had any break this year, so I've been tirelessly working. I'm mm. tired, so I want to go on a, a small trip. Yeah, so and I did glance through your your Instagram and some of your photos and. Wow, I mean, you have been to a lot of places, and I'm—I mean, I—I I can't even like imagine. So, where's your favorite place? There's, there's, there's so many places in the world. What are some of the yeah. more ones that you've been to? Um, Rome and Florence. <laughs> I think because I, I feel like an eternal co connection with uh, Rome. I also wrote a poem about Rome, <laughs> romanticizing Rome. That's how much I love that city. I think when I visited Rome, it was kind of like, uh, it was divine in a way because it felt so relaxing and I, it felt like I belonged there, you know? And then we went to Florence and Florence is beautiful. So Rome is definitely uh, one of my favorite cities, mm -hmm. if not the favorite city. Uh, so Rome is, yeah, yeah, I love Rome. It's amazing. I, you know, I, I actually haven't seen Rome. I just, I was there in the airport. I have a friend that lived there. I went, spent the night, hung out, went back to the airport and I was gone. And she's a travel age. She's a travel, a tour aid, tour guide there. <laughs> it's, it's mystical. It's magical. And obviously you go to the Vatican and Vatican is just, when I was in Rome, uh, I was, I arrived quite late at night and we kind of had this private tour of the Vatican because no one was there. And my friend was, my friend's Italian and he was there and he lives in Abu Dhabi, but he was there in Rome at that time. And he just took me like on this night safari of Vatican City and there were cops and people like that. And we were like, and he, he asked them, could you just go around? And the cops were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. So we kind of went around the Vatican. It was quiet and empty. It was so, it, it felt like it was magical. It yeah. was remarkable. I, I I loved it. It was beautiful. So okay, so Rome, Italy. I mean, I'm 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 not I'm a I'm American Italian. I'm not Italian American. So I was born here. My ancestors come from Sicily, and I've been to Italy many times. It's amazing. Spain is amazing. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. But my Spain story is so funny. I was in Bilbao for almost two weeks, and I didn't do anything. I was going through a very emotional uh, time. Uh, I was not doing well mentally. So I was in Bilbao, I was just spending two weeks <laughs> doing nothing. I just went to Sephora like five times. Uh -huh. And I went to San Sebastian. Thank God I did that. Or else my friends would have been like, oh God, you didn't even go to San Sebastian when you were in Bilbao. But that's that's all I've visited in Spain. I was supposed to go to Barcelona and Madrid, but I didn't visit. I didn't feel like it was not a very good time for me mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been all through there, and yeah, Spain is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite. Um, okay, so what about like okay, so if you could have a, a, a ticket to go any place in the world, I know you're, you said you're going in November. That's that's coming soon, right? So if you could yeah. go anywhere, no, you know, like if we had all the money in the world, and where would where would you go hang out for, a, say, two weeks? uh for two weeks I, I don't know it's not more it's not about the money or anything but at this time i really want to go to africa i want to go to kenya because one of my friends uh she's there she's she's an educator and she's kind of uh, uh empowering children there to learn through like 
practical experiences, more like building a school for them and uh, building like a practice where they could learn more stuff with, you know, like hands-on experience, not like through uh, theory or anything. So I, I desperately wanted to visit Kenya because that was my plan initially. Uh, in, in the beginning of 2020, I was going to go to South Africa and I was going to go to Kenya and uh, it didn't happen, obviously. I was also supposed to go to the States, but, um, but I, I just, I want to go to Africa. I think that's one place I really want to go. But at this point, I'm not going to Africa, by the way, in November, so sad. Uh, but I wish to visit soon. I wish to visit yeah. my friends. You'll love doing it. doing an amazing job there. I was in, uh, in Kenya. I was in Mombasa. I'm in that area. Mm -hmm. it was safari, which was kind of sad but it's amazing to go to these places and see the culture and what they're doing and experience the food and the people and i don't know about you i mean if you've traveled a lot you see everybody's pretty much the same with a few little you know differences here and there you know yeah 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 i, I want to um, I'm so excited and I want to meet her because I want to see what she's doing because she's just posting all these amazing pictures and I'm like, oh, don't do this to me. But uh, yeah, she's so happy. She's she's doing really well. So if you come right. to the States, sorry, if you, when you, you come to the United States, where would you like to go? I mean, it's a big country. Oh, yeah, uh, New York. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more like East Coast. Not West. Yeah. All of my friends are all like, Do you, you like, you're like LA. I'm like, no, nah, I like, I don't know why. I've never been there. <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I, I feel like New York is going to be, yeah, I, I had the, so my uh, US trip, it was for my birthday. My birthday is in March. And this March, I planned everything like, oh, I'm going to spend my birthday in New York. I'm going to go to the uh, Central Park. I'm going to go to the Rockefeller Garden. I'm do this, have Starbucks, do this, and go to Target or something and shop and, you know, go to Macy's, go to Nordstrom, do all American things, have McDonald's for breakfast. And, uh, yeah, that, then I got a letter from the consulate, sorry, all visas have been canceled. Oh my God. Cool. <laughs> all right, no problem. If you go to New York, take three or four days, hop over to Chicago, it's not too far, come in the summer, for sure. Mm -hmm. Chicago in the summer is mind blowing and do the architectural tour. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that because okay. yeah, because it takes you out on a boat out on the, the big lake and you can see the city from that view, which is amazing. And then they take you inside so you can see all of the things that, you know, the, the, the history and everything like that. Then you'll get a real feel for Chicago. I'm sure they have something like that in, in New York. I'm sure. I've been to New York many times. New York is so big. Yeah. Gigantic. <laughs> I'm driving around there. I'm like, wow, which way do I turn first? There's just so many. It's like every corner you see there's something. That's kind of like Mumbai, you know? Mumbai is pretty big. People don't get that. People think Mumbai is like really tiny, but it's huge. Mumbai is huge. It's like uh, every corner there's something new. There's so many places to see. There's so many different things to do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Whew, lots to do in this world, huh? <laughs> yeah, so a little time though. Yeah, well, so um, what, what do you see yourself doing in the next couple of years with, I mean, you, so you're, gonna, you're working towards your PhD, so while you're doing that, Let's go back to the poetry thing. So wh where would you like to see that go? Where are you directing that? Um, I 
so this season is going to be, I'm doing a thank Okay, she froze. Great. That's always good news. Okay, hello, hello, hello. And Amika, come back, please. All right, so I'm going to send you a message real quick. Go click, reclick on the link. out go out click on the link go out and reclick the link okay very good we'll have her back in just a minute yeah, she's doing that great so wow isn't she interesting she's so cool young pretty got lots going on working on her phd broadcast journalism has a podcast for 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 poetry which is like not just you know sitting there reading poetry now she's got sound and vision and all kinds of stuff this is cool she says she's going to come back all right yeah and um so yeah so something just froze no big deal um she can't cook what do you think about that guys i mean come on we kind of have to well maybe she can cook a little bit but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get on her man she's she'll you know the thing is i think that she'll like discover it one day like wow cooking is really amazing but you know when i was in my 20s i was you know pasta out of the jar and pizza and you know whatever now it's kind of like ooh, we could add this flavor we could add this spice and it's all cool so yeah so anyway yeah thank you all for being out there um i see a few of you angela of course our supportive amazing woman um over there in the londonish area thank you for being on and watching who else is on there um oh you're back oh no it's no big deal i was just uh, doing the uh you know the dance as they call it recapping you'll go back and you'll listen to i just recapped a little bit about you and you know and stuff like that and um yeah so welcome back and uh you were just talking about i was asking you where you see your poetry going or what you know like what you're gonna be doing while you're completing your phd yeah, so the second season is going to be over November. I'm doing a Thanksgiving special, and that's the last episode. That's the season finale, so I'm going to go for like a little break. And in 2021, we have big plans. I have someone, and we're, some, we're planning something um, more structured for the podcast, and hopefully maybe start it out on YouTube or something, take, it a, you know, take a bigger kind of leap. Uh, for the podcast so we have plans but we are we are still organizing that and with the phd that will still go on um and oh by the way i'm writing a memoir, <laughs> if a that memoir is yeah um so the thing is well i have had a really crazy life so that's one thing um uh so i'm also focused on that but it's not going to come out until like i'm 30 or something mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm writing it um, that's one thing with me. So the memoir is, it's very close to my heart. Wow. <laughs> so you have lots of things going. So the memoir will be like published as a book. Yeah. 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 Like a, like a memoir. So I have an editor and she kind of edits the, uh, part. I mean, we had, we sometimes have like 
small arguments because it's my story. I want to tell my way. It's my memoir. It's from my memories. And she's like, this is not right. I don't like this. And she's, she's, she's a little, sometimes, yeah, she's, she does little her quirks. But yeah, we, we have this uh, thing and uh, she edits it for me sometimes. So that's, that's good. Something. That's good. And I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you always look back at it. I mean, I, I would look back at um, it was part of my journey was journaling for many, many years. And as I was journaling, there were times where I was doing it reluctantly. And there were times like I was really glad that I was writing this down so that I could go back one day and relook at this and say, oh, yeah, that's right. I did this and I did that. And I experienced yeah. that. Um, many things that I had forgotten about. And so, yeah, I kept all my journals. I mean, it's a stack and there's just pages and pages. So the memoir is really, it's really a uh, amazing thing to create. So maybe one day I'll put all mine together in one thing and you put should. it out. Yeah. I think memoirs are really um, fun to read. You know, autobiographies, I think, are boring. Memoirs are more fun. You know, what's, that's what I feel. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's my difference? personal opinion. What's the difference? A, a, a autobiography is a, just a story of my life. What's a memoir? Oh, no. Autobiography is, like, way more factual than a memoir. So the way my editor says it, like, an, an autobiography has to be factually accurate no matter what you're what kind of information you're putting out there. But uh, like a memoir can be a credible source of information because sometimes your mem it's from your memories and your memory just overlaps all the time. Sometimes it's foggy, you don't even remember what exactly happened. So you maybe you saw a blue chair, but you're writing it as white chair because you don't remember. Obviously, who can remember what happened 12 years ago? So memoirs are way more fun because it's like you can write things um, like, you know, I don't really remember, but that I think that's what happened. And people will be like, yeah, probably. So, yeah, but autobiographies are very different. They're oh, wow. actually accurate. Yeah. I like learn something every day. I mean, I, would, I, would, I agree because I think that if I went back and started to think about dates and times and exact things, I would be, you know, they'd be like, Dominic, that's just a bunch of garbage. <laughs> We can't believe that. I mean, I can remember lots of things, so, but I don't remember all the detail of it. Yeah. So, okay, cool. And what else? Oh, that's that's pretty much it. I hope, hopefully, I will travel a lot more in 2021. Let's hope for that. Uh huh. And <laughs> are you yeah, that's pretty much it. Traveling around and you're, you're work, you're, are you working? I mean, is that something where you have to, uh, you know, make an income or you have already take that taken care of oh no i work as a freelance writer and as i'm just doing the uh, phd thing i i work as a writer uh ah. so i do put up articles and everything out there uh, but my parent my parents are nice <laughs> thank god yeah good <laughs> well tell us about that freelance writing what that what's that all about you're, you're taking articles or you're writing articles for other people from companies uh, no, I'm actually doing it on Medium. I recently started. Uh, it's, it's not, uh, it, I don't get that much time outside my you know, research and everything else. But all the time that I get, I started doing it on, on Medium. So I don't do it like with clients or anything, but I do it with like different publishing houses on Medium. Those are Medium publishing houses. And uh, sometimes I have a story and I pitch them. If they like it, they publish it. And that's how it works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I write my blog. It's always there. Okay. 
you have a car or you go out, go out for drives you ride a bike what do you do i i can't drive <laughs> i'm dyslexic and i'm badly badly dyslexic <laughs> Okay, if you tell right. me to no i can't drive i it's just it's just safe that way for it's safer for everyone else if I don't Every drive. <laughs> because oh i when i was learning it was not ha it was not good <laughs> People were like, no i mean I, let's run <laughs> no you tell me brakes i would uh pump up the gas and uh, <laughs> Everybody run Get that happened Get off the sidewalk, I'm coming through. <laughs> and it's like, Anamika, go left. And I'm like, my left or your left? I'm like, it's the same left. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I would go right because you're showing right. And I'm like, oh, I don't get directions. Yeah, I'm very bad with all of that. So it's just, <laughs> it's just safe for me. To Come on, can you ride a bike? No, the same thing with the bike as well. Well, um, just directions. Just not very good. <laughs> I'm highly dependent on other people. What about walking? Can you walk? <laughs> I am a good walker. You know that? I walk really well. <laughs> I, I'm a good, I walk well. I get compliments on my walking now. You, you're walking, you walk. You look like someone you walk a lot. I'm like, I don't have a choice, honey. I have to. There's no other way for me to get around. So, yeah. Well, yeah. What about the gym? You're a gym rat or you just hang out and eat Twinkies and get fat? I'm both. <laughs> I go to the gym, but I also eat my Twinkies. I mean, we don't get Twinkies here. <laughs> but, like, other chocolates, like... Yeah, I know. They're, they're, I, that's what I want to do when I'm in the States. Eat a lot of Twinkies. Twinkies and, <laughs> and McDonald's and Starbucks. Oh, every day. You're going to go All home day. like this. I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to do that, yeah. Oh, you're funny. What would you like to say to Angela for nominating you? Oh, it's uh, so I met her through another friend, Parul, and she was the one who kind of introduced us. And I think she, it's it's so nice. She's such she's such a sweetheart. She's so so sweet. I I think that it's it's beautiful. I mean, uh, thank you so much for nominating me. This was a really nice chat. I was not even expecting this to happen, and she just texted me like, "I want to nominate you. Just give me your bio." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so this is really cool. So thank you, Angela, for that. And uh, she's she's so sweet. And her poetry is amazing. I mean, her part in my uh, latest episode, if you listen to it, it was beautiful. Even I met Jane through her. Jane is also amazing. Her part is also remarkable in the podcast. You should you should just yeah. I they're, saw they're really did something. I haven't watched it. I, I have a, you know my stack of things to do and see, and it's just incredibly high. Um, so. Um, all right, so I'd like to ask this question, usually the last question. If you, let's just pretend that the whole, everybody on the planet is watching this, right? So everybody's mm -hmm. home, right? And they're watching you, your person behind the passion interview. And so what, if everybody was listening and you could deliver a message 
piece of wisdom, whatever, to every human being on the planet. And they everybody was going to get the same message. It wasn't going to be fake news or any of this stuff, right? It was going to be clear and just right, right from you. So what would you like to tell humanity? Yeah, I'm going to go back to like my first poem, the one I started my podcast with. Be comfortable with your stories. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your story is, it is important and it's going to inspire someone out in the world and you don't understand it now, but it is going to. That's what happened to me. I started something and not, I was not expecting anything out of it, but your stories matter and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to speak out loud. Don't be afraid to be yourself and be authentic and uh, just know that you're never, you're not alone no matter what your journey is and how difficult it is, just you're not alone. There are people out there and don't ever feel like you have to suffer this all by yourself. You don't have to. And wear sunscreen, always. <laughs> That's all. This like so far from the right where it's like, where'd that come from? Well, I don't know, it's, it's good advice. <laughs> always wear sunscreen. Plenty of water. <laughs> And drink a lot of water. Although it, there are no studies that show it does anything for your skin, but you should drink. You should stay hydrated. Anyway. That's right. But wear hydrated. sunscreen. That's more important. Keep your head connected to your heart. Everything works yeah. out. Yeah. You're amazing. You're great. Thank you. you. Well, okay. So you have to promise me, like double promise, right? That you're coming back, and you're going to do a mm -hmm. point for us. And um, yeah. you know, if if maybe one or two or three or four of them I mean, it would be really fun <laughs> no it started out as fun now you're putting pressure <laughs> I know, I always just do I'm like, no just pressure one. but if you don't promise i'm coming after you <laughs> <laughs> i'll do just one i'll pick my best poem and i'll perform it okay you can put some some lights on in the background and you can put some music on and create the ambiance and then do your thing I have some poems. I actually do. Do I look like the kind yeah. of person that would write poems? That's that's actually a misconception. Anyone can write poems. It's not like you have to look a certain way to write poems. Anyone can write poetry. It's it's not that difficult. It's, it's just letting your heart out. It's just talking about your feelings. Everyone does it. People do it without even knowing that they're doing it. So right. You don't have to look like a poet to write poetry. That's exactly right. Like a Zen Cohen. Is that poetry? <laughs> what? Sorry, I didn't get that. I said it's kind of like a what's called a Zen Cohen. K-O-E. Zen Cohen. Yeah, you've heard that before? No, I'm not familiar with that. You'll have to look it up. Because I don't I can't describe yeah, it. I'll do. It's sort of like a it's a it's a it's a very short but very uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There's like a little lesson there. So you say one thing and then you say another, but then it ties it ties it into something else. I don't know. A Zen code. Like like the those Aesop stories, like pebbles or something. Yeah, something like you that. Yeah, you read those pebbles. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. It's it sounds interesting. Okay. So one more thing, because I think I mispronounced your first name. How do I pronounce mm -hmm. your first how how is it pronounced? It's easy. It's Anamika. It's for hiragana. Anamika. Okay. And it's Datta. Datta, yes. Is there a, a, a translation of your name from, you know? Oh, 
So I have two meanings of my name. One is in Hindi. In Hindi, Anamika means a girl without a name, which is why my blog is called The Unnamed Bell. Uh, so a girl without a name is named Anamika. Quite ironic, but that's how it is. Okay, and so in, Nam name, Anamika, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in Sanskrit, Anamika means the ring finger. And so all the, all the fingers have names. So in Sanskrit, the ring finger is called Anamika. So mm -hmm. wow. those are two meanings. Why would the ring finger not have a name? It has a name. Yeah, but but that has, it has nothing to do with the Hindi word. The Hindi oh, okay. word is anami. It's different. It's a different language. Sanskrit is a different language. Yeah. Okay. They're not I'm connected confused. with each other. <laughs> I'm completely confused, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> You're yeah. You are amazing. Okay, wonderful. All right, so um, we'll call it a day for right now. It's uh, been 48 minutes. Can you believe it? it goes fast, doesn't it? Yeah, Thank I had so much fun time. Thank you so much for sharing, opening up, being vulnerable, if you will. And I wish you, and we all wish you the best with everything that you're doing. Study hard, get that PhD done. Will you get it done, please? Oh, a lot of pressure. I hope so. Let's 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 see. So, with your with your, with your broadcast broadcast journalism PhD? No, that's your yeah. Band. Okay, yeah. It's the same same subject. Yeah. So my okay. dissertation is actually very niche, but I mean, if we are running out of time. It's, it's a long story. It's okay. But we'll see you on on international TV one day. Yes. Well, that's the goal. Let's see. Just, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of international TV for me. I'm from Mumbai. I'm, I'm on somewhere in Chicago right now. So see, kind of like international Facebook. Right? We're, we're international. It's an international network, right? So yeah. anyway, okay. Be well, have fun, stay inspired. Thank you so much for being on. We'll see you next time, okay? Yeah, thank you for having me. You too. Have a good time. You're very welcome. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Remember to post that uh, 